0: Sunny 16 presents... Welcome to episode 10 of the uh, Quirky Cameras podcast with Ian Fleming This time we're not really going to discuss many cameras But quite a few of my projects that are ongoing Having listened to the ladies of the Grain-splaining podcast I realised, why do I do this podcast and want to share this stuff with you? So I might ramble about a few ideas about that as well Uh, So here we go, episode 10 So why do I do this podcast? I think it started when I was having my first cataract done. I've now got both cataracts done and my long sight is now better than 2020 and my short sight is with... um, reading glasses is better than 2020 so i'm a very lucky boy on my eyesight i never thought i'd get to episode 10 but i think as i listen to these uh, podcast episodes i realize it's more about me explaining my little technical projects with photography and the uh, problems i've encountered and the way i've managed to get over them and sort of sharing that to help other people i think that's why i do this really so uh, yeah this week i'm going to talk about my folding pocket brownie cameras uh, I'm going to talk about my stereo um, photography processing, uh, some Polaroid film, uh, 8x10 developing spirals, uh, and just uh, enjoying uh, shooting um, Ilford film. So uh, uh, let's start with the first uh, subject. So I think I discussed my um, enormous folding pocket 3A in a previous podcast. That takes 122 film, which was uh, three and a quarter. five and a quarter i think Um, and you used to get six shots on a roll so what i decided to do was (coughs) load um, some fp4 120 into the middle of the backing paper and spools and see what i got out of it well i did get some results Um, you only get five shots off one roll of 120 fp4 uh, which means it's got it's way bigger than i think nine by twelve it must be nine by thirteen or nine by fourteen um, so I got two good shots and three hopeless shots. The hopeless shots were because the lens board wasn't locking down, which I've now fixed with um, a retensioning a spring on the camera. So that's my Folding Pocket 3A. I've since managed to acquire a Folding Pocket 2A the uh, 116 170 millimeter version which I've also loaded some uh, FP4 into uh, on 116 backing paper and spools uh, and all being well I should get eight shots out of that so I'm shooting with that at the moment so I'll keep you posted on that so I now have all three folding pocket brownies and they're lovely cameras so that's where we are with the folding pocket brownies at the moment i'm about to shoot some more fp4 in the big beast uh, to see if i can get some better results as well i've obviously been shooting quite a lot of um fp4 in these uh, folding pocket brownies and i don't have much of that to be honest only about three or four rolls of 120 FP4 um, and I've got tons of HP5 so I've decided to shoot uh, on bright days the HP5 I'll just process it at 100, as if it's 100 ASA film uh, to save me some money and shoot at the stock I've got. Uh, in another development uh, I uh, shot a roll of um, Ilford's PanF plus 50 asa it's absolutely wonderful film i shot it in my nikon lc35 af um, and it's absolutely lovely it's got a fantastic mid-tone range Uh, it's a film i'd really recommend you go and buy a roll and try it comes in uh, 35 and 120 sizes i think Um, so a big shout out for uh, ilford's pan f plus 50 iso stock if you follow my uh, Flickr feed, you'll see I've been shooting um, or uh, sharing some stereo photography from the Kodak um, stereo camera. So the process for this is quite long winded. It takes about probably five to 10 minutes per stereo picture. Uh, I use an old version of Epson Scan on a Windows old Windows 7 laptop because uh, I need stereo photo maker. Uh, to finish the process off, and that uh, only works on uh, Windows. It's an excellent program, which if you're into stereo photography, I'd recommend you look at. Um, so I scan the left and right images into separate folders, and I know which is which, because in the film gate of the Kodak um, stereo camera, there's notches to tell you which is the left and right. Uh, one notch for the left, two for the right. And then I've got my scans in two separate folders. Then I then import the lefts and rights into stereo photo maker and output them um, as side-by-side stereos into a stereo finals folder but i also use the auto correct in stereo Photomaker to take any misalignment out of the images and i think that's why i get pretty good stereo results uh, out of the camera i also tend to only to use ectochrome e100 in shooting stereo because i still think that gives you uh, the best results your brain seems to like the contrast range of ectochrome uh, and uh, that works really well I think for stereophotography. so that is my process for doing stereophotography. Uh, as usual i feature a bit of polaroid on my podcast and uh, i've shot some of the polaroid black and green or green and black duochrome which is excellent film i think that was featured on the other podcasters recently as well i would say uh, if you're shooting polaroid go and give it a try it's a lovely film it's a great artistic film uh, and gives good results and it's well priced as well to be fair uh, it's also 600 with the battery so you can use it in the classic cameras you, you're not it's not just i type so a big shout out for polaroids duochrome green and black film so sadly for uh, jason lane i haven't shot any of his dry plates i keep promising to and not doing that they are loaded into the holders so i just haven't got around to it um so that's one thing i haven't done i said i will do what i have done is bought some uh, ql 81 developing reels for 8x10 from jeffrey perry uh, of 20th century camera because i did have the cat labs reels which are an earlier 3d printed ones but i never got on with those the cat lab ones i always found they scratch the film and were difficult to load so another again a big shout out for jeffrey perry at 20th century camera with his ql81 reels they fit in a five reel patterson tank as well which is uh, easily found on ebay uh, and doesn't require such an expensive jobo tank as you may remember in a previous episode um i was having problems with white spots on my color negatives and um, i've uh, changed to the nick and trick uh, stabilizer uh, and obviously using distilled water for washing and uh, made up the stabilizer with distilled water and i've got much better results this time so i decided to scan them as usual my trusty 4990 epsom and i still get the white spots so I start to do a bit of investigation and um, I moved the area, of, I moved the NEGS in their scanning adapter because I use the, I don't use the one that Epson do, I use the digitalizer uh, scanning adapter from uh, Lomography uh, for my 120 and I moved it around and sure enough the spots disappeared and the spots are not on top of the scan bed glass because they're obviously immaculately clean they're underneath you can see them Uh, and they're also on the light uh, bit at the top as well on the glass there so I'd have to dismantle my Epson scanner which um, I don't know it's a mixed blessing isn't it because if I dismantle it and clean it it's fine but you will see that it's been dismantled Uh, so I'm thinking that maybe the time has come to get rid so in other developments, I did buy to support Hamish on his excellent uh, Pixelator journey, which he did have a hell of a journey getting it, but it is a great product. I support him, and I've got a Pixelator. So I decided to stick my 120 uh, portrait into that and quickly uh scan it with my iphone and uh, the uh, film lab app on the iphone and sure enough the scans came up showing there were no marks on my necks they were fine and the results were quite and that was obviously quite easy but you can't really get good results with using an iphone um to scan you just can't get pin sharp or well, i don't think you can um so the next thing was well I do have uh, an EOS uh, M50 Mark 1, a Canon EOS M50, which was uh, I bought off my stepson for a reasonable price with the kit lens, so I'm going to try using that, um, and I may either get an adapter for some of my PK mount Pentax lenses, because I have got some macros, I've got a 100mm macro which would probably do the job, or a 50mm on that crop sensor would probably do the job to be honest. Um, Uh, So uh, uh, the Pixelator is a really good product. I've started messing about with it and read the blogs and reviews. And I think you can get really good results with the Pixelator. And going forward, it obviously is quicker and a more modern product than a scanner. Um, So for black and white, I think you could probably just use the Pixelator and um, a camera camera. Um, and to be honest, you could just go into any photo editing app and just invert and mess about with the curves. But with colour, I think that's a bit more tricky. So I did go down the whole Lightroom Classic and Negative Pro route. Um, I initially bought Lightroom thinking... (laughs) And that was an error because there isn't anywhere to load the plugins in the cloud-based Lightroom and uh, you now end up paying Adobe nearly 20 pound a month which is quite a lot of money I think you do get Photoshop which I'm pretty hopeless I can use the technical side of Photoshop but not the creative I can do the pixel management resizing and all that sort of stuff but I'm not very good at layers and the rest of Photoshop if I'm honest um, but Lightroom Classic and uh, Negative Lab Pro it's not cheap but i did try out negative lab pro from some iphone scans uh and the results come out reasonably okay but again soft as hell so my next challenge really is to get um the canon camera set up with the pixelator uh to produce my uh, new scanning system which is a good thing because i also supported ethan moses cameradactyl um and i've got his mongoose (laughs) So if I can get the pixelator going, I can get finally get the mongoose going and scan everything at lightning speed, hopefully. So uh, it's sort of a big step forward for me in my scanning process. I do enjoy scanning. It doesn't bother me. I quite like tinkering about dust busting and adjusting the colour on the colour in eggs to get it as I think it was or get the portrait look just right. So, um, but yeah, I'd really, big shout out for Hamish, the Pixelator and the website and everything are really good uh, and it's a really good product. So uh, my Pixelator journey is about to start, so I'll keep you posted on that one. Um, and I think, the only other thing is I have I have got, I nearly finished a roll of an um, Ektachrome E100 in my stereo realist. So that is going to hit the... Um, um, Uh, flicker at some point after i've processed that but uh it takes a long time to process anyway that's it for episode 10 folks uh thank you so much for listening uh keep shooting film keep doing whatever you want to do with film enjoy those cameras all the best from ian fleming bye